I hear Baywaters lapping with low sounds by the shore. And that could mean only one thing. It's time for Cousin Rick to call in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk. Good morning, Cousin Rick. Good morning, RT. Hey, how are you? I am. Uh, I'm fine. I'm in air conditioning. We we are getting the the heat wave is still on here. Oh, I see. Yes, mm. in the 90s and very humid. The lawns have burned out, and uh, so we don't have to mow. So there is some benefit there. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, okay. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying your air air conditioning. And uh, do you have a right of the week for us? Yes, I've got a good ride of the week mm -hmm. to be inside with air conditioning and uh, various uh, comfortable and luxury appointments. Mm -hmm. The ride of the week is the Volvo XC60 Recharge. The Recharge indicates a pl it's a plug-in hybrid, and it's got all-wheel drive with a T8 2-liter four-cylinder engine. Okay. So it's got electric motors. It's got the uh, internal combustion engine, which is hooked up to an eight-speed automatic transmission. And that combination gives you 400 horsepower. And uh, unless you opt for the more expensive Polestar edition, which has 415 horsepower. Okay, this is a compact luxury SUV. Okay, and you uh, you get in it, and you know that it's uh, it's Swedish design and Swedish uh, minimalist luxury, and it's uh, very comfortable. Uh, Mrs. Auto Rider got in it and said it was the best car she's been in in a while. Hmm. And though I may use that, that's an obsolete term. It should be the the Auto Rider's spouse. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Auto Rider is a <laughs> term from uh, about 20 years ago from one of the uh, the deans of the New England Motor Press Association, uh, John White, uh, uh -huh. the, uh, uh, the dean of, of New England Auto Riders, who just recently passed away. So we have to salute John and uh, all he did for the motor press trade here in New England. Mm. And uh, yes, he was, he was unique. He uh, he uh, didn't hesitate to take on the auto companies uh, if he thought there was something wrong uh, design-wise, and one of which was his uh, big beef in the mid-'80s was uh, some of the manufacturers were attaching the seat belts to the door, and uh, he campaigned vigorously to get that uh, taken away because if a door popped open during a crash, then uh, the belt was totally ineffective. Hmm. So uh, we salute John White, but right. we digress. Uh -huh. Now back back to the ride of the week. Back to the ride. Yes, it's uh, it gets uh, 63 miles per gallon equivalent because it's a hybrid and the EPA ratings, which is uh, not all that much for uh, some of the other hybrids, get up in the 90s. But you can be on all electric for about 42 miles with a full charge on the battery, which takes uh, took me about 18 hours to fully charge the battery. That's a little longer than some of the other vehicles. But again, it's uh, quiet and very comfortable. You get in and you, you know it's Swedish right away. You have very fine wood on the dash. The seats 
They're not leather. They're a, a fabric, a twill fabric looking. Very, uh, like I said, minimalist and comfortable. Okay. And uh, what's interesting is that you look, you look at the center console and right away you're struck by the fact that the shift knob, it's not wrapped in leather, it's not wood, but it's an Orifor's crystal-topped shift knob. So very, very Swedish. You have this clear top to the shift knob. And maybe that's indica indicative of a trend that uh, last week we had the Genesis GV60, which had the crystal ball that flipped over to reveal the, uh, the shift knob for that vehicle. But on the, the Volvo XC60, it's, the, the list price, depending on what option level you get, is from 57 to 67,000. And if you go for the Polestar Performance Edition, that's 74,000. Okay. And it's got a Harman Kardon. Our version was a more upscale, had a Harman Kardon infotainment and stereo system, which I was surprised it wasn't Bang & Olufsen, a little more Swedish there. And uh, my only complaint was the uh, when you have the car for such a short time, it's harder to learn the, the interface. And in Volvo, it's all on the touchscreen. So I don't think our vehicle was equipped with AM radio because the voice recognition would not give me the AM radio option. Although some, some of the Volvos you can get with AM radio. But again, here in the Boston area, the most listened to station is the news station, which is an AM station. So that's kind of a, uh, a negative thing there. But if you want to go uh, Swedish, it's quiet, elegant, and understated for a luxury vehicle, the Volvo XC60. All right. Very good. The ride of the week. And uh, anything else uh, automotive today? Oh, yeah. We, we've got a couple of things, okay? And this may seem incredulous, but last week here in New England... The New England Motor Press Association, every year, back in February, we have an evaluation for vehicles for the winter vehicle of the year in various classes. And so, believe it or not, in uh, last Wednesday, before our annual ride to Maine to eat lobster and blueberry pie with the uh, because of all the uh, public relations people in the industry, we, they help us out during the year. So we, we take them every year up to Maine to uh, drive cars and uh, eat lobster. But the night before, we have the awards banquet where we award the Winter Vehicle of the Year awards. And so here we are with 98-degree weather announcing the winners of the... Winter Vehicle of the Year, hmm. okay? And now, uh, there's many categories. I won't go through them all. But I will say, if you go to rpmnewsweekly.com, there is a very, uh, it's a great presentation of the winners in each class and the, and the top winners that was uh, put together with video and uh, some unique music. 
So you can go there and find that out. But let me just give you some of the the the, the top winners. Okay, the uh, the official winter vehicle of the year in the SUV category was the 2022 Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Okay, and that was uh, it's an all new vehicle came in is the official SUV of the year, and then the, uh, the official winter pickup of the year, pickup truck of the year, is the Ram 1500. And uh, let's see, the, uh, oh, the Jeep Grand Wagoneer, it's a, it's a new vehicle for Stellantis, which used to be Chrysler, okay? And to quote the, uh, the citation here, it has everything required to take on the road less travel with up to 510 horsepower and the ability to tow up to 9,850 pounds while surrounding its passengers in luxury. The Ram 1500 prevailed in the hard-fought pickup truck category with five engine options, including a supercharged 6.2-liter Hemi engine and two mild hybrid truck versions. So uh, that's just two of the the winners in the uh, New England Motor Press Association Winter Vehicles of the Year. All right, very good. And uh, do you have a Musk Minute for us by any chance? Well, a rather abbreviated Musk Minute, okay? Uh, SpaceX has been, uh, we're, we're anticipating the first attempt at an orbital launch of Starship on top of the Super Heavy booster. And down there in uh, Boca Chica, Texas, they've been doing engine tests on both vehicles. So hopefully things are going along smoothly that they will stack them and uh, launch them, and uh, it'll be another milestone, hopefully. All right. And uh, do you have anything else for us today? Okay, I got a couple of things here. Okay. And uh, one of which is it's a rather uh, summary topic, okay? This, uh, this just came in on the press wire today. And I said, well, we've got to include it for Tech Talk because it's a summer topic and plus the fact that we are still sweltering here on the East Coast and hopefully it's going to break uh, later today when a cold front comes through. But do you know the history of the ice cream truck? I do not. Do not. Okay. Well, this came from uh, AAA that uh, they talked about the history of the ice cream truck and that in 1920 in Youngstown, Ohio, okay, the uh, a confectioner named Harry Bird came up with a chocolate coating for ice cream. And he uh, tried it out on his family. He gave it to his daughter and Oh, she liked it, but the fact that it was coated with chocolate uh, produced the usual mess on her face and hands. <laughs> and so her brother came up with a way of, uh, you know, making that a little more, a uh, little less messy. And basically he said, well, put a handle on it. And so Bert came up with the, uh, he, he had uh, lollipops in his business, so he came up with the the uh, pop stick that could be put into the 
uh, into the chocolate-covered ice cream. And so that was the start of the ice cream truck because he figured rather, uh, you know, now that you didn't need to serve ice cream up in a, from a store in a bowl, whatever, you could actually pedal this around in a truck. And so he started the Good Humor Company, which is now, uh, you know, enshrined in American uh, food lore, the, the Good Humor Company, and they, they came up with these refrigerated trucks, and they had their, uh, well, at the time it was Ice Cream Man. They had the ice cream men in these snappy white uniforms that uh, gave the impression of a quality product and cleanliness, and so uh, Good Humor was launched, and they were quite big into the 30s and then into the 50s, and uh, you probably remember the Good Humor Man. Oh, of course, of course. <clears throat> yes, but uh, you're probably young enough that you don't remember that uh, in the in the city, in some of the cities like uh, we had in New York, they didn't use a truck. They used a little bicycle-propelled cart. It was a two-wheel cart in the front that had a big uh, ice chest on it with dry ice and the ice cream in it, and the uh, the ice cream man rode behind it on a, on a seat, and it was a three-wheel, or two wheels in the front and one in the back. And so that's what we had. And uh, But I remember the big deal was that every week they had a different flavor of the week, which they had on a little sign on the side. And you, I always was waiting for the, the blueberry ice cream pop, and the toasted almond was another favorite. Yes, yes, indeed. I, I was thinking of that. Then they have a Fourth of July special where it was uh, like I don't know, but yeah, uh, it was kind of a coconut. Uh, I'm not coconut, but the almond uh, coating on the outside, and then blueberry, strawberry, and vanilla. You know, very ah, patriotic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then, 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 where we lived in Long Island, when our families moved out there, there were various ice cream trucks going around. Right. We had. Uh, Bungalow bar. Bungalow bar, Bungalow yes. bar, right. And I remember bungalow bar was always maybe two or three cents cheaper than good humor. Right. Right. But our bungalow bar man in Levittown, what he would do is he would have, if you bought an ice cream, he'd give you a little plastic coin. And when you got 10 coins, you got a free ice cream. Oh, that's a nifty and, scheme. But the coins themselves had pictures of the presidents or historical figures on them with a little story on the back. So you got an education while you were eating your uh, your ice cream bar. Ah, very nice, yes. Yes. And, and we also Mr. Had Softy. Mr. Softy, of course, Mr. Softy. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, that company, basically, just to make things short here, the, uh, the, the, the two people that invented that, uh, you know, the People first said, well, we'll just put an ice cream machine in a truck. But it turned out that the the the, uh, the shock and jostling of the truck was uh, not uh, conducive to the machines. They had to have special machines on shock absorbers that could function uh, after jouncing around. And then, uh, then Mr. Softy took off. Mm. And then we had the annoying song. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't remember it. But <laughs> I think it was Turkey in the Straw. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess it was. And we, yeah. we also had uh, Judy Ann the Garbage Can. It was, it was cheerfully referred to by children all over our town. Uh, you know, so, oh. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Was that uh, what they called Turkey in the Straw? No, 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 no. Turkey in the Straw, I think, was was the uh, theme song for the <laughs> Mr. Softy. But Judy Ann, the garbage can was <laughs> Judy Ann, you know, uh, I think as a result of that, of that uh, rhyme, uh, sales for Judy Ann were not very good. <laughs> oh, okay. Because that yeah. was a little thing that the, the, the oh, that children the, came up with. One of the other with. trucks. Right, one of the other trucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of digressing, uh, okay, anything else you have for us today? Well, there was one more item on the list, but you, uh, let's see, I, I'll make this real quick, but this comes from Washington University in St. Louis. And they've come up with a sugar cube-derived uh, medical electrodes. Now, that, we go from ice cream to electrodes, but it was sugar cube-derived. But basically, they were saying that the medical electrodes that are metal and you have a uh, – they put a little uh, condu- conducive cement on them and they, they slap them on you when they're doing a whatever, electrocardiogram or – so on that if you're doing uh, medical research or monitoring people that are moving around, eventually these things lose contact and you get intermittent signals. So what they came up with was they shaped uh, a, an electrode using sugar, okay, to conform to uh, various skin contours, and then they would uh, coat that with a polymer and then use a solvent that would dissolve the sugar. And so basically you had this polymer which had all these pores in it, okay? And then by filling the pores with a conduct with the conductive uh, gel that uh, sticks the electrode to the skin, the, uh, the gel doesn't dry out. There's a lot of it there, and it maintains contact with, uh, with the skin. Now there are some more processes involved in there, but basically you you make this shape out of sugar, you put the polymer on it, you get rid of the sugar, and you got this porous thing. And so uh, that's kind of an innovation there. So we went from ice cream to sugar electrodes. Aha! Uh-huh. Okay, nicely played. Okay, <laughs> so that's a wrap. well. That's a that's a wrap. That's a wrap. I okay. can digress more with the. Uh, you know, you're doing Jerry Garcia's the anniversary of his passing. That's right. Yes, I rem- I remember that day. You do, okay? Yeah, I forget. I think I was working at some publisher, and I get this email, and then the only the subject line it just says Jerry is dead, <laughs> right. or no, Jerry is gone. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was something coming from Ben and Jerry's. So there's another ice cream connection, but it wasn't. So when I opened it up. Right. Well, actually, there is. I, I just had my, uh, you know, honorary uh, pint of uh, Cherry Garcia ice cream yesterday. Cherry Garcia. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, good talking with you. Glad we get together. Yeah, okay. We can do more shtick next week. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. okay. So that was uh, Cousin Rick calling in from Needham, Massachusetts, with Rick's Tech Talk, a regular feature of the Newtopian Dream.